the woman beside me looks at me because this is what we hear. This is him sleeping, okay? Welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I have a guest all the way from Shelbyville, Kentucky. It's my sister, Anna. Anna, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. That's good. Now, before we get into the podcast, I do have to have a, a special shout out. I'm, I'm using, and Anna's going to laugh at me because she thinks I'm a dork, but I'm using right now some brand new equipment to do this podcasting stuff. Sarah and her family gave me a participation trophy for finishing my first year of school with teaching, and they bought me a new Blue Yeti microphone with a stand, and I feel so special. Don't you think I'm special, Lena? You're just a millennial. Woohoo, you did your job. (laughs) Give me a prize. I didn't think that was very nice. You were the first person, I think, that I told about it, and... Um, the response that I get, yes, the response is like, oh, you finished a year of work. Good job, Andrew. Whatever, Anna. And then you get the summer off. What a hard long season. Hey, I'm working this summer, okay? I'm doing day camp and I have to plan activities for children and it's very exciting. That sounds like my everyday life, Andrew. Oh, whatever. But you just had such a hard time at work, right? Going down to Miami, that sounds like a burden. Andrew, I still went to work on Friday, and I went back to work on Monday, so, yeah. You're a much harder per- working person than I am. Why Why did you go to Miami? What was down there? Um, My best friend slash roommate from college, not Natalia, um, graduated from medical school, and they had their ceremony at the University of Miami. Cool. Mm-hmm. What is this best friend dash roommate from college that's not Natalia's name? Jessica Dalton. Jessica. Is she the one that you roomed with in Kentucky for a while or was it somebody else? Yeah, she oh. She lived in Hawaii for a little bit and then came and lived here. And that's where when I lived in the duplex, um, I lived with her for a couple months. And then I don't remember where she went. I think she went back to uh, she's from Massachusetts. Okay, cool. Make sure back to there. So was that, was it a random roommate assignment that you and Jessica first met? No, it was, we first met at a Becca. Um, we both worked customer service. And then I I think they cut people from a Becca. And I honestly think it was because I just got so rude with people over the phone because they annoyed me. And that made I me go to food you being rude. I know. I know. People were just dumb. But anyways, <laughs> I got into food service and she still worked at the varsity or she still worked at a Becca. Um, but we just became good friends and I think I met her I started working my sophomore year, so it would have been first semester sophomore year. 
and then we stayed friends throughout the entire um, the entire college career. Well, she should probably get a participation trophy for being a friend with you for that long. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but but I do. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so you got to go down to Miami to see her graduation. Um, when did you leave, and how long were you there? So I left Friday. I have a little story. I have two stories about my trip down. Okay. And then I came back. I got there probably at the Airbnb. I got there at like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Friday night. And then I landed in Lexington at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. Gotcha. Um, What's your story about getting there? Well, I learned something very valuable Mm. on the flight down. I got, because I wasn't paying for any extras, I sat in the middle seat and um, the dude on my right wouldn't shut up for the first hour, which I was really annoyed. And then the lady on my left, I started talking to this sweet old lady. Her son goes to Southeast, actually. Oh, cool. Um, but anyway, we are flying, and they say, okay, you know, we're going to make our final descent into Fort Lauderdale. Put your seat, table, whatever it is, the things up, sit up, you know. We're d- so we're literally going downward, about ready to land, like we see. The, the landing strip, we're about ready to go down, and all of a sudden, the plane just starts, takes a huge flip and goes upwards. Okay. We have to go back into the sky. And so the lady beside me is praying to all things holy that we're not going <laughs> to die and being very vocal about it. And the stewardess got on the intercom thing and said, um, Sorry, guys, we were planning on landing the plane planning on landing this plane but someone is in the lavatory and so we all turned around and looked and this lady is walking out of the bathroom and would not couldn't find remember where her seat was and the woman the stewardess said ma'am we're trying to land a plane here can you please (laughs) sit down find a seat any seat and sit down so she did, and then we had to get back in line to land the plane, which we were now fifth in line because we had to get, you know, go all the way back to the back of the line and took another 25 minutes to land the plane. Oh, my. How much cursing went on during that time from people looking and giving that woman dirty looks? Well, let me tell you, that the young families with babies that who were crying and ready to get out of the airplane uh-huh. were not happy. Oh, my. And yes. So, anywho, plane lands. As soon as the plane lands and I turn my phone on, my phone is ringing, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is part two. My phone is ringing. So, I'm, it's a dad, and I'm like, okay, dad's just being, like, uber obnoxious, and it's going to call me nonstop until I get to the Airbnb. So, I as answer it. Yes, as he does. And Anna, what are you doing? Well, Dad, I just landed the plane. Are you running a marathon? Like, what are you doing? And oh, you know, we just we went and got something to eat. I said, Dad, I talked to you right before I got on the plane, and you were getting something to eat. Well, 
no, that was earlier. We're, we're going to eat now. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, are you, are you off the plane? I said, no, we, I told him the story, the debacle. And, um, I said, I'm going to get my car. Okay. Well, just, just call me when you're, when you're, when you're getting your car. Okay. I will. All right. So whatever. He doesn't hang up. We stay on the phone because he just keeps going on and on about nonsense. And so um, I get to the top of the escalator and I'm coming down the escalator and I had an inkling, you know, the way you do about uh-huh. these things. And all of a sudden I see this giant yellow big bird like shirt. <laughs> coming towards me. And I thought only dad would wear that color polo. Well, he and, and I. Yes. He, yes. And so, and then I see coming behind him, like skipping his mother. <laughs> and after dad, I see you, you can hang up the phone now. So mom, the only, the only word I can really use is, is frolicking, right? <laughs> it's frolicking through the airport and saying, hello, Anna, you know? And so, and they're matching, of course, and they're big bird yellow. Mm-hmm. And so just bounding down to the airport. So um, they helped me. They went with me and got my car. We went out to eat. Dad was supposed to pick where we went out to eat. Well, we pulled up. It looked a little too fancy for us. So we were like, what the heck? Whatever. We can go. Well, it's called Barita. Mm-hmm. And it's a bar. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, why did you pick it? Mom, mom. <laughs> Mom was a little taken aback by the dress code of the waitress. And, and like, why did why did you pick? Well, it was the only place. It looked close. It was good. So we had some tacos or something, and then um, they hopped back in the car and went up. I think they made it like an hour, an hour or two down the road, and then they stopped for the night. They were in Punta Gorda. And then I guess as soon as they got my itinerary, they were done and they jumped in the car and came down. And so I drove a little bit farther and went to Miami um, and stayed at the Airbnb down that there. Was awful nice of them. That was awful nice. It was. <laughs> it was. I'm sure they enjoyed seeing you. I think they did. But <laughs> I was very upset because the place said that it had a mechanical bull. And I thought that would have been like the end all be all to see mom on a mechanical bull. Yeah. But she was a party pooper. Lame. She probably got tired out from all the frolicking. You couldn't have excitement. Probably. Why didn't you get on the mechanical bull? I didn't see it. Like there was a sign for it, but I didn't see it. And I was traumatized by my trip to the bathroom with the people there. So I kind of felt like, well, you see. They had curtains going into the bathroom, right? Like there weren't uh-huh. even doors going into the bathroom. And the people in the bathroom were so drunk that they were taking forever in the bathroom. And they were, you probably don't want to know this, but they were going into the bathrooms like, you know how girls like, oh, go to the bathroom with me. Like you uh-huh. don't, you're not supposed to go in the stalls. No, they were going into the stalls with each other. And I was just, I, I just, I knew I was not in Kentucky anymore. Yes. Like between the dress code and the way they were, I just, no. So I was already taken a little back. So there was no finding of the bull. I didn't want to go into any more parts of the restaurant. I just wanted to 
It was nice. It was a nice little restaurant thing. They wouldn't stick us on the porch because we weren't wearing low cut dresses and short skirts. That's mm. what mom and I think. Probably. But we got stuck in the corner. Yeah, we got stuck in the corner. Um, but it was nice. Nice little time. Good. I still remember, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bitter about this, but whenever I was planning the prom for high school um, at Cornerstone, I thought it would have been a great idea, and, and you'll think it was terrible, but I thought it would have been a great idea if we would have had a, we would have rented a mechanical bull to have there at prom. And that's probably a little bit, you know, not quite the thing that you do at a prom, but I thought it would have been awesome, and everybody shot my idea down. But Well, probably because you're male and you don't have to worry about getting putting on a dress and you getting know, on a all, all of the guys would have enjoyed it so i mean that's all that matters right exactly that's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. so are you planning the wedding or is there a not not a planning planning no, no mechanical bull okay. we no are gonna have square bull. dancing though that's pretty exciting i'm okay with that yeah i've daddy has given me his i asked him dad if there's anything that i should know about marriage like what is the number one advice that you would give me he said andrew is what you do whenever your wife says something you just say yes dear and if she Mm -hmm. catches on to that and like it's too much of that then you go in and you feign an opinion and pretend like you think something else and you guys talk about it for a little bit. And then at the end of the conversation, you go back and say, you know, honey, I think that first idea that you had, that one was the best idea. Let's go with that one. So that was his uh, uh, marriage advice that he billed me for. And that's what I'm trying to implement here with the wedding planning scenario. Pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so how long was the drive getting, you said you flew into Fort Lauderdale and then drove down mm-hmm. to Miami? I did. Drove down to Miami. No one was there. I didn't know how to get into the Airbnb because I was stupid and I couldn't open the lock. Hmm. And then um, they finally got home. I didn't go to bed till probably one o'clock. So that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I was still on mom mode, so I woke up the next morning at 6.30 and drove down to Miami Beach and walked the beach. Um, another little fun story of Miami. Have you ever been there? Um, I've, Yeah, Daddy did a job down there before, because isn't Homestead near there? I think that's where he was doing a job um, in, like, yeah. around Miami. It's a weird place. Yes. So... There's, I'm, I'm just walking, you know, on the beach, fully clothed, but apparently that's not the way to go down there. (laughs) And I saw this runner coming and all I could think was, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. Well, it's this older gentleman wearing a Speedo. And I was still saying to myself, though I might have said it out loud, I'm not sure, don't make eye contact. (laughs) I hope you said it out loud. (laughs) And he like almost stops and is like, looks me straight in the eyes. Hi, how you doing? It's a good morning, isn't it? Fabulous, dude. Please keep going. Please keep running. So, anywho, I didn't spend very much time down there. Came back and then I went, and of course, no one was awake yet. So, I went to this place called Vizcaya. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, it was built, I want to say, in the late 1800s, early 19... Oh, no, that's the wrong century. I don't know, 18... Like, late 18-something, early 19-something. Okay. Um, anywho, 
it it was like a very rich person. It was a, I think it was like a vacation home, but it was modeled off of Italian, um, basically Italian Renaissance yeah. decor. Oh, it was gorgeous. And so I went through that house and they had gardens that you could go through and it was just so pretty. And it backed up, they had like a boat dock um, and it looked like a, a pirate ship that had sunk. It was made out of concrete. Um, just very, very, very pretty. Very pretty. Does anybody live there now or is it just like a museum that you can go and look through? No, it's just a museum. That's all. That's all it is. I love those kind of places. Yeah. That's whenever like, um, I don't know, we'd go traveling with dad or whatever growing up. Like my, I liked going to the big cities and stuff. And I guess Miami's a big city, but, and like seeing the, you know, uh, like going to a Smithsonian or going to this really popular mm-hmm. place, but like going mm-hmm. in like just those old mansions, whether it's like mm-hmm. that one that's like Italian or it's just, I remember, I think it was up in Milwaukee where we went to like, it wasn't really a mansion. It was just a really big house that this guy that started a brewery around there, like had built. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool. Cause like it's stories that you wouldn't know except just the local history that's around there. Yeah. And I just love the, you know, I, I like design and, and how it is now, you know, homes yeah. are very pretty, blah, blah. But there was something so special about the ornate designs, just, just the grandiose of it all, you know, and to, to see all of it was, was really, really neat. Um, and they had a lot of um, convenience, well, we call them conveniences, but mm-hmm. a lot of things that, that wasn't really back then. Yeah. Like they had a dumb waiter, which was like all of the new technology. You know, they had uh, a full-fledged bathroom, which a lot of people didn't have. You know, just stuff like that. It was really neat. Yeah, that's I went awesome. to the I went to the gift shop, and there was this guy. I think he was, I think he might have been Haitian, and he was working there. And he said, "Oh, where are you visiting from?" And I said, "Kentucky." He said, "Oh, me too." He <laughs> said, "I just love the fried chicken." And I said, "There's no way you moved here from Kentucky." He's like, "No, I just, I just tell everybody, you know, wherever they say I'm, they're from." from I said, "Oh, me too." <laughs> yeah. And I and I try to get gauge their reactions. And I said, honestly, dude, I'd be celebrating for you because you would have escaped there. But I can definitely tell you're not from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a funny guy. I like him. <laughs> so got to see that house, did some walking on the mm-hmm. beach. Any other sightseeing or fun things that you got to do besides the graduation? Uh, I went to Bayside. Uh, it's like an open air mall and market and um i had birds on my head um parrots and one kissed me on the mouth and that file, i didn't know that's about in my head did you file huh? a sexual harassment uh i should you? have you should have locked the bird I up why why were the birds on your head well because the person i was with um was like oh the birds are so pretty there's these two older guys that that's what they do they go to the 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 mall and they have these exotic birds and you know for a donation Uh you can you know hold them they do like this little bit where they do different things with them and and you can hold them and stuff um or take pictures with them on your head and so 
it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I probably never do it again, but yeah. it was neat. And I then just, I went to this I place like called. Any, I don't like any animals being near like my face, but especially not my yeah. mouth. If that bird gave you a kiss, there was a guy over the summer um, for the internship. Um, he's a cool guy. His name's John. Uh, but whenever we went to the zoo together, they had a spot where you could like feed the giraffe and they gave you mm-hmm. things of lettuce or whatever. And he put the lettuce in his mouth and like giraffes, mm-hmm. if you know how they're built. Like they have really long tongues that like come out mm-hmm. and wrap around whatever they're taking. So like mm-hmm. the giraffe was licking on his face and taking the lettuce from him. And it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. And he just thought it was awesome. And I was like, John, yeah. I don't understand you. Yeah, look at me. There's a giraffe on my mouth. It's yeah. a no. <laughs> No. Not my cup of tea. Pass. (laughs) But what were you saying? What else did you get to do besides the uh, intimate time with the parrot? Oh, there was this one other place where I really wanted to go. And it's called Windward Walls. Uh And it's a bunch of art murals um, all over this little area. Well, I didn't realize it was like the ghetto part of... um, Miami and so I had to go through all of this and I was completely terrified and um parked and I went and I went to go in it was the neat the coolest art but it was so packed that I couldn't really see any most of it um but if if lord willing I do not go back but if I ever go back I really want to spend more time there because it was just really really neat that's cool. What what kind of art? Was it all different types or was it like a specific, I don't know, like was it modern art where you're just looking at blobs of paint or what What was it like? No, I would, I would say it, there was one room that had, I, I would probably call pop art. Okay. Um, but then the rest of it was all on the walls outside and it was uh, portraits. It was... Um, I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. It, it. it wasn't, it wasn't impressionistic. It wasn't um, anything odd. It was literally just pictures of things, you know, That's drawings true. of things. Um, you know, there was a giant elephant that they had done that um, just looked so awesome. Um, some of it was fantasy driven. Yeah. Uh, some of them had different meanings behind it. Uh, there was an American one that looked really awesome. I don't know, it was just really, really neat. And the art, the actual level of artistry was Top superb. Notch. Yeah. Yeah. If if you ever end up going to visit Colorado Springs, I know you talked about, um, you know, maybe doing that sometime in the future. Um, they have a hotel up there. It's kind of like, like it reminded me a lot of the breakers, like down in Florida mm-hmm. that grandma and papa go to. I believe it's called the Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say it's called. Um, but it is a really neat place. You can go and like walk around the lake that they've got there and see the neat stuff that's inside. But they have two different art galleries that are there of things that you can buy. You'd probably really like it. I know dad would love it because one of them is specifically Western style art. Like a bunch of like statues of cowboys and stuff like that. It's got paintings. And I, I don't know a lot about art, but I really love to look at it. If it's landscapes and scenes of people and stuff like that. Like I like that kind of art, Mm -hmm. not so much the, 
you know, impressionistic type stuff, but you would love that. So if you ever go to, you know, the Springs then you should definitely, um, take some time to, to go up there. That would be, that would be cool. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. But, uh, there you go. Put it on the itinerary. That's, that's what you'll do. Mm -hmm. If you can tear yourself away from focus on the family and going down the slide 47 times, uh, I, that was that's what I was going to say, man. I got to do that. And, uh, re, I have to reenact our recording. Yes. Um, I have that Mr. CD somewhere. Mr. Whittaker. Yes. <laughs> we were such professionals. But I have that CD somewhere. I need to find it again and figure out how to put it on a digital copy. And then like yeah, send it to that. Yeah. Because that, that was so much fun. The early beginnings. That can be like the bonus feature on, you know, when you get all famous and stuff. And you can you can have that as a bonus feature of where it all began That's with right. Andrew Hall. The radio career of the great Andrew mm-hmm. Hall. That's what people, that, that'll mm-hmm. be part of my documentary in the future. One one more thing off topic, just because I thought of it, but um, speaking of focus, Adventures in Odyssey, I listened to one of the newer episodes the other day. Have you heard the mm-hmm. one um, that's the BTV yeah. uh, uh, on the Trinity? Yes. Yes. That that was, oh, whatever. But I, I had been a while since I looked at the app. That was awesome. It was weird not having Bernard on yeah. a BTV episode. But he died. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's very sad. May you rest in peace. But um but the um I just thought they did a great job with that because like the Trinity is super deep theological stuff and they made it super yeah. easy to understand. And I thought that was awesome. Another side note, we were listening to the Ties That Bind that album mm-hmm. and it kind of talks about um controversial families or what it really means to be a family or whatever mm-hmm. and we're sitting here kevin and i listen to it well i listen to it kevin is forced to listen to it every night while i'm going to sleep mm-hmm. and um they were talking and mr whitaker went very deep for a few minutes mm-hmm. and afterwards kevin was like dang that was really good <laughs> like that was really good <laughs> there's a reason that show's been on for decades i think i know which, if you have any pull with anyone there, I just, before I turn 30, I would really like Connie to get married because she's like 50 in Adventures and Odyssey years. Yes. And I want to see this happen with Jason. Like, th- this is how it needs to happen, you know? And they teased about it at one point, but I'm over the teasing. Like, I needed to, now to it just come needs to, to free. Yeah. Yes. Well, I dropped some hints when I was there about we need a new Father Gilbert uh, installation. Uh, so I, I, I put bugs in people's ears, but really don't think it went very far. <laughs> but um, And now I'm losing my pull because Sarah won't be there no. anymore. So Well, we'll work it out somehow. That's right. We need to get a letter writing campaign going on. Uh, Petition. And, we'll do yes. a, a, what's it called? I mean, What's it called where I you sign those works. things? Huh? I think petition works. No, no, no. There's an actual website that you do. Anywho, oh, yes, we'll be ongoing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this isn't necessarily about Adventures in Odyssey, but that was fun. Uh, what about mm-hmm. the, the graduation that you went to? You said it was at the University of Miami? 
Yeah, and one of their um, what is they called? Like one of their gyms or stadiums or something. Okay. They have classes that graduate all. It's the university. Crap. I don't know. It's not Miami University where they graduated from. It's okay. She went to school on St. Martin Island mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Hmm. And they had kids fly over that are in a band over there, um, a drum line, and basically it's a bunch of slums over there. And so this is the only way out for these kids is to get involved in something like music or become doctors or something like that. Um, so they had the kids, and the youngest one was five, and I think they maybe went up to 12. Mm-hmm. And so they, they did all this drumming and whatnot. And then I want to say maybe 600 people graduated and uh, not as efficient as PCC, but people clap in between um, and hoot and holler yes, and stuff like that. Yes. Listen, listen, this, this really has bothered me. They don't have a list of names, right? That they read off. Yeah. You take, you, you take a card, which has your name phonetically spelled. And you hand it to the guy as you're walking across stage. You give it to the guy that's announcing your name. The guy announces your name and puts it in a trash can right beside him. That seems highly inefficient. And this inefficient. is how they do this. It's like, why, why just announce your own name then as you're yeah. walking across? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That is strange. I was not impressed. Well, not not everyone can be as efficient as the, the people. Know. You know, it just it happens that way. But and what was the degree? It was it a, a medical school, a, like a graduate uh, system that she was graduating from. I mean, she's a medical doctor now. Okay, gotcha. She got an MD. Wow, it's so. a lot of schooling. Got some smart friends. Yeah, she's not not too dumb. I don't know how <laughs> she's my friend. But. And what's the really cool thing about it is she has a son, uh-huh. and they went over there together when he was two mm-hmm. and she raised him as a single mom um while going through medical school which i think yeah. is pretty awesome that has got to so. be really hard yeah it was that's cool it definitely mm-hmm. how long had it been since you had seen jessica and being able to catch up with her and stuff uh the last time i saw her we went to a friend's wedding and i was pregnant with Riley okay so I think about three years ago two yeah three years ago gotcha what that must be a lot of fun to catch up with an old friend like that that's really cool well it was cool it was any other amazing things or not so amazing things that happened in Miami whilst you graced it with your presence um not really I was this is just not just random. I was driving and they have a giant Scientology church there. Like I have never seen the like of that. Mm. It was probably six stories tall and it was a giant Scientology church written on the side of it. And, um, it was on the way to the Airbnb, like the main road. And I'm just, you know, be bopping along looking, Oh yeah, that's interesting. And then I see the sign I'm like, that looks very familiar. It's the uh, Miami church, or something like that. Yeah. I was like, that looks very familiar to me. So I'm just like, well, whatever. I just keep going. Went to McDonald's. And then it hit me 
that it was, it's one of Southeast church plants. And I was like, there's no way out of this whole city. It's on the road right next to my Airbnb. So I went on Southeast website and I was like, no kidding. That's it. So I went over there, knocked on the door. Nobody was there. I called, nobody answered. So um, I I left them a little note or whatever, but I thought, well, that's really cool that I could see like, you know, how big Southeast is and that I went on this little trip, but I could see that the, you know, what, what our church is doing, what, you know, what our tithe is doing, what all this is doing um, in a different city. So that was really neat. Yeah. That's gotta be really encouraging. Like knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, the money that you give to the church is actually, you know, going for something that you can see. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. Well, and then I thought, how strategic is that? I don't know if they did it on purpose, but like it was one block down from the Scientology oh, yeah. church. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty neat. It is neat, and I'll say honestly, um, and this is because I'm a judgmental person, and I'm trying not to be mm-hmm. so much. But you and Stephen being at Southeast and going to it for a little while, it has changed my view of the church. I very much like it now. Not that I didn't like it before, but in my head, I thought big giant mega church. If you yeah. have that many people going there, I wonder like what they're preaching to where you know that yeah. many people want to show up. Um, but I've loved, I mean, I've only been a couple of times, um, I think like once to the big campus and a couple of times to the LaGrange campus. Um, but the preaching has always been awesome. And from hearing you talk about, you know, the small groups or the outreach ministries and stuff that they have, um, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a really neat church. I think that's, let me tell you, uh, they, we had, there's a really good sermon series going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I even shared something about this on Facebook, yeah, but I, uh, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't able to go to church on Sunday cause I had uh-huh. two hours of sleep. But, um, the, if whoever listens to this has time to look up the sermon, we had a special guest speaker from, uh, Phoenix that flew in and spoke mm-hmm. and it was about, um, the culture of today. Um, and I, I was kind of shocked because it's, it's a little bit different for a mega church with 25 plus 25,000 plus people yeah. to talk about controversial subjects. Um, but it talked about gender confusion and it talked mm-hmm. about, you know, all these things that are going on in our world that are very detrimental to, um, our Christian walk. And then also pulled stuff like I had no idea about some of the stuff that he was talking about in the Bible that relates to this. And I was just, I was blown away by the sound doctrine that came, you know, that he was preaching about and how it applies to today. So just a little plug, um, the, the, um, sermon from May the 19th from Southeast was, it's phenomenal. So you need to look that up. Yeah, absolutely. So it's on your Facebook page and then Southeast Christian yeah. Church, if you'd like to find it. Yeah. You know, since we have such yeah. a global audience, I want to make sure oh, Mr. Buble, since he listens every week, that if he would like to hear, he knows exactly where to go. That would be He needs to be so maybe he will listen. <laughs> yeah, probably. I did the other day. It, I had two different things listening to the radio were like, my different interests really combined. And I thought it was so cool. I was listening to KSR and they mentioned Paul Harvey on there. And I loved Paul Harvey listening to him. His stories were awesome. Um, So that was really cool. And then I think like the day after I was listening to Rush and he had a guy filling in for him 
uh, but he was making some joke because the guy's from Canada. I think his name is Mark Stein that was filling in. Oh, yeah, um, I know him. Yeah, but he, he was talking about that Rush was gone, and there's some holiday that's going on in Canada. I don't know what it is, but he's like, oh, yeah, he's celebrating this Canadian holiday. He's up there with Michael Buble, and they're going fishing or something like that. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is worlds colliding. I like this. <laughs> Becca, made, Becca made fun of me the other day on that um, – DJ thing that I was doing with KPCW. Uh, the yeah. first, the first song that I played when I did my first solo session um, doing the DJ stuff was the only Michael Bublé song that they have on the playlist. And as soon as I played mm-hmm. it, I got a text from her, and she was like, "Of course, you would play him first. I was like, "Yes, Rebecca, because he's awesome." Andrew, stay true. That's right. Stay true to your taste and who you are. Stay true to who you self, in the words of the great Ryan, Ryan Lemon. But it's, yeah. it's a good thing. But yeah, I also I was kind of disappointed with your Facebook message the other day. You were making fun of people for wearing UK stuff to go to Lexington. I thought that was a wonderful okay. thing that you would see so many okay. people with UK gear. It's annoying because <laughs> it's like it's like people are just so proud of. First of all, you can't tell me that half of those people even went to college. Like. They're just it doesn't so, matter. You don't have to go to school there to wear the uh, the clothes. Okay, but it's annoying. Like when every single person on the plane, it looks like a cult flying through the air with it's all the of the big blue mist. <sighs> Whatever. It, it, I just I don't understand. And I will tell you this: that flight was the worst airplane ride I have ever been on my entire life well that's got to be saying a lot since you just said that you guys were about to land on the way there and a woman made you go back up because she was in the toilet so what was so bad oh i know this this was worse this was worse so i'm in the very bad like three rows up from the back of course again in the middle because i'm cheap and um they're thank goodness there are two very petite ladies on either side of me so you know thank god i was good people. yeah right <laughs> um anywho i i see him as i'm walking back and i know this is going to be trouble there is a very large male <laughs> behind us he's the only one in the seat andrew one, I have never heard someone breathe that loud in my entire life. It was a <laughs> right. And then he's like situating and so he's kicking the back of my seat over and over and over and over again. Okay, fine, whatever. That I can handle. It's gonna be a lovely flight. I've forgotten my um earphones at oh, the Airbnb. So it's just it's two hours, it's gonna be fine. It's you know, six o'clock in the morning it's gonna be lovely so we're on the taxi before we even take off the woman beside me looks at me because this is what we hear (laughs) this is him sleeping okay he must have had some type of sleep something like some type of sleeping disease it was so loud and the lady looks at me and she goes he's breathing on me she said i can feel 
<laughs> the heat from his breath. <laughs> and I, I couldn't take any of I could not take it. He didn't wake up for the whole ascent. And then for about 10 minutes longer, he still didn't wake. He wasn't waking up. And I thought, how can he be sleeping through this? I said, the entire plane is hating him. So they were coming around. You know, it's Allegiant. You have to pay for the air you breathe. So yes. they said, you know, do you want um, drink? Chip? No, I'm good. Thank you. But do you have earplugs? And the lady's like, no, I'm sorry. We don't. Okay. All right. Fine. So she goes on. Whatever. We sit down there for 15 more minutes. And I could just feel my blood boiling, you know, like I kick Kevin out of the, well, I try to kick Kevin out of the bed when he's snoring. It's, mm-hmm. it's I, I can't take it. So finally I get up and I walk to the back and there's this very nice steward back there. And I was going back to get toilet paper because I told the lady, I said, let's just shut toilet paper in our ear. She said, oh, that's a good idea. Let's go do that. I said, okay. So I went back there to go get toilet paper. And I said, guys, you'll hear this right by any chance do you all have like earplugs we can buy or something and the one guy's like no we don't and then the lady who said she didn't have earplugs was like you can just put tissue in your ear I'm like okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) and so but this one lovely steward said you know what girl I think I've got some on my backpack and I said, I would love you forever. He went over there. He's like, I just take him from the Allegiant. I guess they have like a lounge they go to at the uh-huh. airport. He said, I take a pair every time I go in there. You're good. He said, what are you going to give me? I said, whatever you want. You are my hero. <laughs> He's like, no, you're fine. Go sit down. So I went and I was going to give one earplug to the other lady and one to me. And she was like, no, no, no. You keep them both. I'll just take the tissue. I said, okay. All right. <laughs> it was awful. So did he sleep for the whole flight or did he wake up eventually? About 30 minutes um, until we landed. I knew he woke up because one, the, the the pain in my ears stopped. Well, I had the, the, <laughs> the, the things in the earplugs in. So it was, oh, it was beautiful, beautiful, oh, you know, silence. But I felt this pain in my back from him kicking my chair so I knew that he had arisen from his slumber. And um, so he was awake for about the last 30 minutes. It was great. That's too good. <laughs> so what time did you get back? Was that a Thursday that you got back? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. What time did you get back? Like 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very you glad to be back home with the kiddos and Mr. Kevin? Yeah, I am. You know what? I'm really, this sounds terrible. I love my children. Yes. Haha. Glad, glad to be with them. All that mm-hmm. stuff. But I am very glad that I have my own bathroom. That's good. And I am very glad that I am back to eating my food. Cause you know, when you're like away from home, you don't like, you don't get to eat your food, right. That you, that you like to make and you like to do. And I'm doing this Weight Watcher thing and, mm-hmm. and, I needed to come back to fried eggs. Like I needed to be able to, to have my food and stuff. So I am not that I was really gone for that long, but. So glad, glad to be back to the food. Secondarily glad to be back to the family and everything. I mean, I guess we're okay. (laughs) Yeah. But awesome. Any other big trips coming up in the future? Are you going to be a homebody for a while? Um, well, 
You have a trip to Tennessee in July. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's going to be a very big trip for us. Is it? Oh, yeah, because we are, we're leaving a week early. Oh, okay. And we're going to, you know, because you're four hours south, we're deciding to go north. And we are going up to Philadelphia. And then this is going to be very long, so be prepared. Okay. We're going to Philadelphia, and pick, Gavin's going to be there with his grandma for a week prior to that. Oh, cool. So we're going to pick him up, stay there for a few days. But then Kevin and I are taking the train into New York City for a day to watch a concert. And then after that, we're going to be heading back to going to Tennessee. But in true Hobbs fashion, I thought there's no way we can drive through Washington, D.C. without stopping. Amen. So the plan, yes, the plan is to just stop at the the mall, mm-hmm. the uh, whatever it's called right there, just so the kids can see the monuments and stuff. And that then we'll so cool. make our way around to, to, I'm hoping our van holds up for that long. But yeah, we'll <laughs> make our, our way around to, uh, to Tennessee. And we are staying with the newest um Hobbses. So Kevin and I are staying with Sarah and David and I truly believe that this will be the best medicine for them to not have kids for a while. Yes, very so, good. <laughs> very very strategic. Are you guys staying at one of um grandma and papa's houses? No, we're staying at a Airbnb. This okay. is this is I feel so fancy. Like I had my first experience with an Airbnb, so like this is what I'm going for from now on. Okay. We're staying at a one that's like 15 minutes from I guess where your ceremony is. Cool. Um, yeah, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, well, I'm excited for it. I'm glad you get to come. You know, your busy schedule and cross country traveling and taking time out for little old me. It's so nice. I mean, you were gonna feed us. So I figured we might as well come. Yes, yes, very good point. And I mean, I told you this before, but as long as Kevin comes, that's what I'm. And and Gavin now because he's in the wedding too. But those are the the ones that I really care about. You, Emily. It's okay. Emily's in the wedding too. Oh yes, Emily. Yes. She's so, so really, your children um, and Kevin are the important ones. You okay, can come so if you wish. Cool. If not, then it's okay. It's cool if me and Riley just set it out then. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever. We'll, we'll Facebook Live you in or something like that. You know, it'd be great. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, Anna, I had a fantastic time talking to you this evening. I'm glad that you made time to be able to do this. It's it's probably your bedtime, right? 840? Andrew, <laughs> I'm not mom and dad. My bedtime <laughs> is in 25 minutes, okay? Give me a little bit of credit. <laughs> Well, listen, if I, um, if I could, I'd probably go to bed at like nine o'clock or something. The only problem is that's when, um, Sarah and I talk every night, like at nine, um, for 30 minutes or so. And so I'd be in bed by then if, if it weren't for that, but it's a great thing. It's the, the greatest well, part. Well, you gotta get your priorities straight. Yeah, I know. Sleep's pretty important, but you know, <laughs> I still got daddy's message in my head. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, mm. no, that's what I'm going I <laughs> But thanks for joining, Anna. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. Yep.
And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and please join us next week for another exciting episode. Until then, toodles. Toodles.